It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to TOVG after a uh, week hiatus in which we were giving thanks for all the wonderful lives we lead sitting around in our underpants playing video games for a living, right guys? Yes. Welcome to the Thanks of the Giving podcast. Um, that's what the that's what it stands for. We have come back after (laughs) yes, yes, as 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 is usual. We have um Jimmy and Matt, as as usual, I've been Hello. I've been making the rounds. Hello. Hopefully, I can bring back some interesting people on here, but uh, not, not, not to imply that enough. you're not. In, no, I was about to say that I don't want to imply <laughs> it's that late. you're not. Too late. Time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I I did, did at least one thing that was kind of sort of interesting over Thanksgiving, and that is um, while I was at my mom's house away, I started a replay of Earthbound on an emulator on my cell phone. You pirate. You dirty thief! Mm, mm. I, no, I had a cartridge when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I don't care. That's that's I'm completely fine with that. Continue. And it's uh, <laughs> it's it's still funny, but I have a, uh, it's it's a hell of a lot harder than I remember. Really? Yeah, I I played it, I, I guess a couple years ago, fairly recently. But I guess I was abusing the save states back then because like, woo. It's mm-hmm. uh, you walk into a new area and the level curve is set up that so you just get steamrolled. Mm. I, and, I haven't played it, so I wouldn't know. Oh, really? Yeah. OK, well, it, Earthbound's super interesting um, because it's a uh, RPG that was kind of made for for like beginner kids at the time. There there was some super hardcore stuff coming out and um, within franchises like like Ultima and Final Fantasy to a degree. But uh, Undertale, that not Undertale, I was about to talk about Undertale, but Earthbound has a much more simpler system, but the difficulty is still like 90s level, a little bit unreasonable. Oh, Mm. God. So the the problem with that is that the game's so simple that you don't really have a lot of strategies to counteract the difficulty besides just getting EXP, which means you just end up grinding. And it's super weird that this like kid-friendly beginner level charming cult classic charlie brown looking jrpg still has the same problem that like the the gritty ass super wordy uh, kind of pretentious philosophy heavy 90s final fantasies did Mm. where you have to take a break from the story and enjoying yourself to do this incredibly abstract video game thing of walking around to farm random encounters until yeah. your numbers get high enough for the real encounters. Yeah, I I mean, like, as far as grinding goes, I've always, I don't know, I, I guess I'm realizing these days that grinding is a, it's a weird thing, just because, like, 
when you have levels and stats attached to them and such, mm-hmm. it just feels like you I mean obviously it's more work, but you can just like over level and then wipe the floor with whatever and then that takes away the stakes from boss fights and big encounters and makes them less interesting yeah. or you know it mm-hmm. just takes away the stakes. Like it's it's less I don't know. And the difficulty especially if there's curve no in a lot of RPGs is upside down. Right. And so like if I don't know, it I feel like it's very hard to find what is the middle ground, like the the point where you're supposed to be when you enter a new area, I guess. Yeah. Or, I I I'm guessing what developers have to do is make sure that enemies don't output uh much EXP when you outlevel them. Uh-huh. But they do output more exp when you're under like like the exp you get from an enemy in a lot of games may actually be variable on your level in order for mm-hmm. them to keep you challenged in a certain area but right. i don't think that's the case in a lot of games i it's it's really hard because i i love rpgs to death but i don't like paying attention to the numbers in them yeah which is which is funny because uh, there it's it's literally one of my favorite things to do is just like sit down and open a beer and enjoy a good, delicious deep RPG, which is all about mm. throwing around numbers. Mm. But um, micromanaging it is is a level that I've I've always been interested in, but never really gotten my hands dirty with. Right. I'd like to know how they manage it. Yeah, I, I would imagine that setting up an RPG system with stats and creatures for every area etc etc must be a very difficult task uh in another level it actually plays really well on a phone which makes me think (laughs) what were you about to say (laughs) I, i was just gonna say it doesn't surprise me like i think the easiest genre to adapt to a phone setting is rpg because you can just wait your turn for however long you want like it wasn't it in Mother Three that they added those like those like kind of rhythm elements to the combat, right? Wasn't there a thing like that? Well, there's technically a little bit of it in Mother Two with the HP rollers. Where if but, if you match the menus fast enough, uh, no, no, not necessarily. Like so, I just like, like the lightest little progenitor of it is there. There's a tiny little element of of real-time menu mashing that you have to do at higher levels if a character gets hit for a lot of damage, but very, mm. very rarely do you have to worry about it. Yeah, so, I mean, in that sense, what I'm saying is, like, that's why ports of other genres, action genres, unless they're, like, one-button endless renders or something, don't really work out too well on the phones, whereas RPGs are, are clearly just, like, they work better because they're slow-paced and clunky phone controls don't really get in the way as much. You can accidentally mash the part of the screen you didn't want to mash, and it'll be okay. Right. And that uh, made me think for a second that maybe Nintendo could have some strategy just straight out, yeah, flat out releasing ports for for mm-hmm. slower games on cell phones if they wanted to do the cell phone route, which they do want to do. But as we will find out later in this podcast, that's not the case at all. Ooh, which which shadowing i mean yeah i don't know if that's gonna make people happy or sad or not i mean the whole situation of of there being nintendo games on the cell phone is something that i think a lot of people took harshly but i was having enough fun playing earthbound on a cell phone over the thanksgiving break that that i 
I don't know. I could, I could, I could have closed my eyes and pretended. I would have, mm. you know, rather actually downloaded an official one from the app store instead. Right. Just because it actually, plays really well on a phone. Yeah, I actually like kind of going against what I said earlier. There was one game that I emulated on an old Android phone that I had before mm-hmm. that played really well, and that was uh, um, Legend of Zelda: The Oracles really? games. Yeah, because mm. uh, they get a little twitchy. Uh, but not so much. The top-down, the older top-down Zeldas really don't require too much from you. Maybe in, like, in the boss fights and stuff, but I was able to get through a couple dungeons pretty much no problem. Like, never really, like, being affected by the phone itself. Just my own skill, you know? So, um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind if we got some some phone Nintendo games. Like, I know people are always like, oh, Nintendo just remakes and re-releases and whatever, but, like, there's 10-year-old kids these days playing on iPhones who have never heard of a Nintendo Entertainment System, and I would like them to experience these, like, old-ass games, like, if they had the chance, if it was, like, you know, a dollar to five dollars to play, like, what what have you, Mother Zelda One. or something, Mother One, yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Matt, what have you been up to? Well... Um, I've been dabbling into a little bit of a little big planet with my wife. That's been pretty fun. I've been playing mostly just cause. Mm. Oh, just cause three. And yes, yes, that's supposed to be a big deal, right? Yeah, that's what I. That's what I've been hearing. I didn't know it was a big deal. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I played the first one like years ago, and I enjoyed my time, but it didn't really like. Live, uh, leave a, a lasting impression Wait, on me. Like, oh, I gotta play. Just cause. Yeah, and I heard the part two was like, like yeah. oh, top ten. Yeah, that's games. why it, it became a big deal at part two. I'm surprised you played the part one because not, I don't, it wasn't. It it was kind of a stinker of a release. It, it dribbled out, mm-hmm. and people were like, okay, cool, you can grapple hook, but the controls were so convoluted that uh, that it didn't really catch on. Um. How long has it been since Just Cause Two? Maybe long, I played Part Two. It, it was a also it's a long ass time since Part One came out. Just Cause was one of the super early Xbox 360 titles from like 2006. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you might have picked oh. up Gears of War on your way after that one. Oh, never mind. I played Just Cause Two then. Okay, wow. 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems about yeah. Just Cause Two. That's and yeah. That's around that time. Love that game. Mm. And yeah, I've I, never really shared me either. I thought it was okay. I mean, I didn't hate the game or anything. Anyways, this game <laughs> it didn't leave a lang loss impression. In this game, I the first twenty minutes you, you saw me on Twitter on on Twitter on Skype. I was like, this game is horrible. Like <laughs> first 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 you log in not log in but you you start the game and it starts with this long cutscene that you have Good. to wait li- literally like a minute and then it starts logging in Oof. when it starts logging in you know the whole pro it, it's like turning on a uh a old laptop good it's like that's, turning that's on- how I want to describe my 2015 <laughs> gaming experience. It's like turning on my old laptop. And so so what it does, right, is that it loads this cutscene about the uh, the you know, you see um 
Rodriguez is sitting there drinking a beer, whatever, um, looking at something blow up in the distance on the beach. And then after a while, something loads. You log in because you have to log in. So there's some online DRM, um, mm. which I'll explain a little bit more later. Um, you log in. Uh, you can play offline. But when you do play offline, uh, every time you press start, it starts to log in again. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so anyways, you're logging in, and then it starts to load the game, because when it loads the game, you, you, can, you can just press new game or, or continue, and your, your character will continue from like where he last left off, because when, when you finally get to the menu after it loads, after two minutes, um, then you see your character where he was last time in the background w- during the menu. And then okay. it, you just go, you jump right in by pressing continue, mm. which, I, it, why? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about that. <laughs> I just want to start up the game and go, you know? Yeah. I would, what if I want to go in and look at my options? Like, damn. <laughs> like, it, yeah. it's every single time, guys. Every single oh. time. And it really and, is like one to two minute load times. Um, I could try it right now and, and time it. You don't have to. I wouldn't want I, to tank your computer. Because a big uh, headline this week was that the Xbox One version was suffering from 15-minute load times. And, of course, when reading that, you, you know, my initial reaction to these things is just not believe them. Okay. Because 15 I ha- minutes. I have this on an SSD, okay? Two minutes uh-huh. on an SSD? I have oh, this on an SSD. What? I play my games on an SSD because I hate load times. The, the what's bad about the load times is that this game is is seriously dated. All right, I'm gonna start the start clock. It's seriously <laughs> dated. Um, in the beginning of the game, like it just had. Don't you know those old games where constant cleans over and over and over and over again? It's yeah. the same thing with this one. Everything is a damn cutscene. Cutscene before RE4 figured out action game pacing. Yes, cutscene, <laughs> cutscene, 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 and um, you, it, it just feels weird. It takes you out of the action. There's certain parts of the game where it really affects the enjoyment because something. It's like the story was pieced in after they completed the game. It's it, it felt like mm-hmm. it, it had some weird development there. Like uh, they they did something a step before the story because there'll be yeah. certain sections like that you're like, man, why can't I do this in game? No, it's a cutscene, and it just brings you out of the experience over and over again because the game is actually not that bad. I actually enjoy it now. Like the characters are a little goofy. It's growing on me, but it's it's mm-hmm. funny that they're pushing story and cutscenes so hard. And just cause of all things. Yeah. Because I remember the last game, it had really shitty story missions that no one really cared, but I gave them a shot. And um, it wasn't, it, I, I didn't, I don't remember this problem of the cutscenes being obnoxious, but I do remember the story explicitly not taking itself seriously it whatsoever not. and the whole game being the player's sandbox rather than the developer's action movie. It, and it's, it is exactly that. A sandbox where you hmm. can go everywhere on these huge islands. Okay, it took a minute and forty seconds to load up. That is Jeez. almost two I minutes. I forgot you were yeah. loading. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It took a minute and forty-two seconds. Okay, so I was around this, you know, two minutes. Yeah, so it, it would be like it, it's unnecessary where you load up the mission, right, and then you hit a cutscene. Mm-hmm. And then you get out of a cutscene, right? And then you walk up and you hit another cutscene. And during all these cutscenes, it's loading. 
So you're no, constantly you, you know what loading. you're about to do? You're about to go from this to the Metal Gear Solid games. Oh, gosh. And the first two of those and the third one in, in the beginning is like that problem, that that pre RE4 good action games with really bad cutscene placement and length. Mm. It, 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 it just one. It just seems like if you're going for that, then why? Why don't like I? Yeah, it's just uh, no one gives a shit. Rico Rodriguez just let, let him blow stuff up. Yeah, but like, but the, it's all it's you have to play to know how unnecessary it is. I guess I don't have to spoil. Like there's a, there's a there's a point where you 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 this rocket launches right, and you're supposed right. to grapple onto the rocket. You know what happens as soon as you grapple the rocket before you even reel in a cutscene happens. Nice. Like what why? happens in the cutscene? It's just cause. What? Well, don't you want to ride the rocket, even if it was? And in the cutscene, does he grapple to the rocket and ride no, it with no it just, input from you? It just it just cuts all that out, and he's on the rocket already. And he, oh, yeah, and he does he does he like does some weird thing that makes no sense. It just wasn't delivered well. On the, on the it, it's 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 really bad. It's really bad, and it's sad because this game is actually all right. You know, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't say it's really my thing in this day and age. I feel like I, I've kind of grown out of this. Not, I shouldn't say grown out because that's the stuff, sandbox yeah, is yeah, I just, overstayed its welcome at this. Yeah, point. it's like oh, you get to blow stuff up, and you it, it, it's the amount of enjoyment you get out of this game is if you want to do wacky stuff. If you don't want to do wacky stuff, then I don't know if I would recommend something like this to you because basically it's just boom, boom, boom. Most of the time you're just liberating towns and it's the same thing. You, you destroy, um, six, uh, speaker boxes and, uh, three, um, um, fuel tanks and, Oh, raise the flag. And it just constantly is the same thing over and over again. No difference between any of them other than spongier enemies and attack helicopters that shoot missiles. Like that is that's it. what I, that's, that's what I didn't like about just cause two that made me such a weirdo. You, you're supposed to like cable together propane tanks and shoot. I don't care to uh, do it. Little trolley cars <laughs> up in the air and, and laugh at it. Right. But when I was playing, I was actually trying to play the game. Yeah which is basically the traditional 7th, 8th gen sandbox checklist game where you go down a checklist of it feels knocking items dated. off your to-do list forever. It's very dated. The, the The world looks good. The flying mechanics is pretty nice. Like, it's really nice when you get used to. Some of the controls, I feel like, like driving just feels oh, weird. Oh, Just Cause 2 did not have great driving just, either, dude, and I was the only person who complained about the it. The plane is unbearable. It's so unbearable that I, I just, I, I want to unlock flares, because they, you have, everything is locked behind mods that you have to do, that you have to do you the challenges. Fun mode. You don't, it's not, it's not mm. a side thing, no. You have to do them, because you need those mods. To unlock aiming down your sights, you have to unlock it. Wait, 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 wait. Really? precision aiming. <laughs> the third—that's what they call. Yes. It? So you mean a basic human yes. function? Yes, Jimmy. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I was like, I was pressing in the stick because it's on the controller layout. It says precision aiming by clicking down the right stick, and I was like, oh, why isn't it working? No. And then I found out. Oh, guess what? You have to unlock it after six hours of gameplay. What? Wow. I mean, uh, snipers okay. work, but 
for regular guns, in order to zoom in, you have to, oh my God, you have to unlock the, I was like, no, no, it, it's just, it just seems like a dated game. Like, like, I, I, I don't know. I'm having fun with it to a point, but I, it's kind of outstaying. It's welcome a little bit to me. I see like this next Island I'm going to, and I'm like, I don't feel like liberating. Cause you have to liberate three or four whole sections and that means like a lot of towns um and, and i love how these games use the word liberate yeah in order to move <laughs> on with the story you have to do those things you have to liberate at least half of the island L- liberate is in blow up their infrastructure as in kill innocent people you you know what happens i shoot like if you shoot an innocent person he's like oh i shouldn't have done that like the whole point of you helping the rebels is that to, to oh we take it back from the from the people that's his exact words but you're like blowing up everything like it's obviously it's not supposed to be taken seriously but yeah it just it just doesn't feel right it doesn't it just doesn't <laughs> you know when you play a game it's just like uh what were they like it feels like it's conflicting ideas and something happened during the the development process and things didn't get not necessarily finished but didn't get fleshed out very much it just kind of tossed it's, it in it's almost wasn't tested. as if it, it would you would you say it lacks the um cohesive uh unified expression and vision that might be more easily accomplished with a one-man project in game maker pro <laughs> What the hell? Are you, Is that segue? I, I think he's trying. Yeah, I think he's trying to cut you off and segue to me, or maybe segue to himself. What is the segue, George? Take it away. Well, well, uh, d- compare compare that mess of of conflicting uh, uh, attitudes and opinions and mechanics to a, a game everyone's either loving or hating nowadays. Although I'm pretty sure more people are loving it. D- Jimmy's playing Undertale, and that makes me really excited. Oh, okay. It was me. Yeah. Right. How, how are you like that? It? Was Game Maker? Uh, wow. Okay. And it doesn't surprise me. Um, Dust Force was made yeah, in Game yeah. Maker, and also Hotline Miami. Yes, those games are fantastic. Yes, they are. Um, all right, I'm gonna keep this brief because uh, I'm not gonna be the person that I hate. Okay. Um, which is the rest of the the internet just spewing Hatred. spewing details about this and ruining my experience. Oh, no. So despite my despite my several ruined experiences, <laughs> Undertale is great. I am having a good time with it. It's making me smile. The music is fantastic. Uh, Muffet is best girl with best theme song, and that's all I have to say about Undertale. Nice, really. That's all. I'm not gonna I say to anything. Play, I might have to play before I start Metal Gear. I think I just have to. That's the thing. See, Matt, you no, haven't, I played, haven't it? played it yet. Then, then that is as much as I will say. Okay, it yeah, is a fun f- game with some unique things that happen in it. I would recommend it, and that is it's only ten dollars. As much as I can, yeah. However, I do want to ask you a quick, just just for the personal sake between me and you, and also sure. being super duper vague for the entertainment of the internet because it might come out funny. Sure. Um, what kind of plays have you done through the game so far? What kind of runs? Where where are I you haven't at? even finished a run. Okay. Okay. Hmm. In that um, case, but you... I, I know I know what you're referring to. Right. Right. And mine is the uh, I'm going through as as naturally as possible with no like deliberate decisions. Yeah. And uh, there there have been some negative repercussions to my decisions, which, which is kind of I'll ironic say. because if you know the expectations 
and the decisions, then that kind of ruins some surprises the game has in store. But since you're not done, I can't. Yeah. I just can't. Let, yeah. let me like like I. <laughs> yeah, I wanted yes, to ask yes. you because the most I know about it at all is that oh. Oh, don't kill anybody in your next run or or kill everyone in your next run. Like the, everyone is forcing people to do these certain types of runs. Is that the way the game is supposed mm. to be played or can you just do whatever the hell you want? Yeah, actually. Uh, or, it's, but, it's, mm. For the most part, like, again, without spoiling anything, it's supposed to be played naturally and based on the decisions that you make, it's supposed to, uh, I, I guess... Even this I would consider a little bit spoilery, but it's just like, it's surprising how much the game takes into account what oh, you do. Okay. Even even to right. minor things, uh, sometimes characters will just like surprise you with some dialogue where you're like, oh, I didn't they, they remember see from that coming. Your previous run. Like, okay, I, well, to be vague, I'm, I'm going to say it's one of the few games I've played that actually intends to be played multiple times by saving details of your previous playthrough and using that to alter your next one. And that I would consider to be major spoilers really? and I would not have said that. Yes. Okay. Oh right. geez. You really can't say anything about Undertale. <laughs> right, can you? I was, go. I was going to say very little, but P- I mean, pirate games on uh, sale now. Oh yeah. No, we're about? not, we're not getting to those yet because I'm just going to say right now that fallout four got fucking boring and that game is mediocre. Well, I oh. agree with you, okay. Jimmy. I agree. I mean, I, I had mean, fun with it while it lasted. No, no, it's not a bad yeah, game. Same. It's not a bad game. I just don't feel like it's Fallout is all. I, I think I, I had a conversation with uh, with Dan Jones, uh, artist Dan Jones. He's a great guy on Twitter because he was saying that a lot of people are complaining about not being able to be evil and he didn't understand that. And then uh, Todd, Rated S Games, was like, yeah, isn't just killing everybody evil? And yes, just killing everybody is evil, but you never feel like, okay, the story in Fallout 4 is you get to be like on that chart of like, what is it, alignment chart? You get to be uh, lawful, neutral, or chaotic good, and those are your options. Like, I I never feel like I can be like, haha, the bad guy, and I've gotten pretty far. You'll kill everyone and then say, where's my son? Instead of, fuck my son, I hate that guy. like an hour ago, I was some fucking rando in in a town with my wonderful wife and child. And then I get on the other side and I have the option to like fuck a bunch of people, which I probably wouldn't do in a real life situation where an hour ago in my time, you know, I was with wife and child. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, you just murder, just murder everybody. Mm-hmm. There's a surprising lack of being able to just talk to anybody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like if i infiltrate like this really like super detailed base like I, I told you guys about this a little bit the the forged yeah those raiders who like worship the giant forge right. iron like that doesn't happen like, very that's, often that's a cool cult that you just walk in and murder like nobody does anything except for shoot fire weapons at you, and that's why it's different. And then you can look at their terminals, and it's like, okay, I would have liked the option to go in and take all these tests that the Forge talk about about like new initiates and become one of them, and like rise the ranks and kill the leader and become leader of the Forged. Maybe set up like raider settlements and and coordinate like instead of supply lines, supply line attacks or something. No, there's no, like, there's no, it's remember, not Oblivion where you get the Dark Brotherhood yeah. and stuff like that. This is exactly, this is just, exactly. Uh, I don't even know what to call but, it. But it's, I, it's, 
I remember one of the first things you talked about was how entertaining that little log is. Where, it's where entertaining. They threw... Yeah. But imagine how different that would have been in the long term if that was actually a series of side quests you could mm-hmm. go through where you're right. competing with other Forge candidates and seeing them face these ridiculous punishment deaths. Like, I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's a group of, I think they're raiders. Maybe they're just like uh, mercenaries called the Gunners somewhere yeah. in the game. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and they're you can huge. Join them, right? I remember them being hostile to my character at first sight, which basically means they're wild animals. Which is another thing that <laughs> yeah. really bugs me about Fallout Four. All these human beings are wild animals. Yeah. There's a similar situation. I'll be quick. When I was I was just walking, <laughs> and then I saw a town racing um, robots. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. And then. I, I as soon as I walk, I'm thinking like, oh, this is cool. I, I'm just gonna walk into the camp and talk to them. Nope. Instantly, instantly, they turn the robots against me, and I started to die. And th- th- I was yeah. just like, why? This is not fault. This is not Bethesda. Like maybe it is Bethesda. I, and I just didn't know until now. I, I, I don't. This is bad. Well, see, here's the thing: is like, uh, like okay, I've played both the previous Bethesda Fallout's, and I've played Oblivion and Skyrim. So like. I'm used to this sort of you can be a dick and people recognize that and some people won't talk to you and some people straight up hate you. Some people become hostile when you do good things and some people are not hostile if you do bad things. And I don't feel like that's here. I feel like it's you can join one of the various do-gooder factions Mm -hmm. and do good. And if you don't want to do that, you can kill people, I guess, but... It doesn't really matter because even if you murder a hundred thousand raiders, every raider will still come at you as if you're just fucking Joe, just like Joe nobody. They're just like, yeah, it's that dude with the pit boy and the pirate hat. We definitely know him because he's a fucking genocide artist. Doesn't matter. Gonna try and hit him with my spiked knuckles. Like, <laughs> there's no like weight to your character unless you are a good guy and that feels so you, bland the, the moment where i was just like what the hell is when i got to diamond city and i went to the combat zone and um i i knew that one of the characters are supposed to be in here right one of the characters my mm-hmm. companions and i walk in and they're dancing and they're entertaining or whatever and then instantly they saw me they went to go shoot shoot me and i was like nah nah that's I'll come back here later. Maybe I have to to join the yeah. Raiders or something. That's what I instantly you, thought you, I was doing something load. wrong. I instantly yeah. thought. But no. No, you're supposed to kill <laughs> everyone inside the combat zone. And supposedly you're saving <sighs> the bartender and the and the and the girl that you the Kate. Cat? Cat? Some, Kate? Kate? Yeah. The person with an accent that I the didn't Irish, yeah. think the was Irish real. Girl. It's 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 we'll Glasgow. It's it's Scottish Glasgow accent, and it's she's actually from Glasgow. Her her voice actor, so it's really? not a bad Irish accent. Huh. I thought it was a really bad yeah, Irish yeah. accent. Yeah. I, I I feel racist <laughs> saying that. I'm sorry to all racist Glasgow against people. Irish people. I mean, against whoever's accent I insulted, but I, it sounded too ridiculous to be real. But maybe it's just the way she speaks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, out, man. I feel you. Yeah, one of the like, biggest disappointments this year, man. Wow, I I, I, don't I wouldn't know about say that. I wouldn't say biggest disappointment because I did get a solid twenty to thirty hours in not one file in terms where of I that. was having not fun. in terms of a bad game. Just like you, you think that it's going to be a certain 
thing, but it's not yeah. at all. Well, did you play Broken Age? No, I did not. There, that's mine. That's yours. It was that this year. <laughs> yeah, Wasn't that's that like mine. last year or something like that? Well, part one came out last year. Part two came out this year. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's the that's the double fine thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, but I, I think like in terms of I also I also played all the previous I mean, games, by the way. So I it's like it was part of my life for about uh, two months. So that's yeah, why. That's right. Yeah. You did your road to fall. Yeah. I like doing the roads because I, I, I you just collect all this information about what fallout really is. And then you you go yeah. there and you're like, holy crap. And that's why it's kind of one of my biggest disappointments. But not a bad game. Mm. I mean, it's not a bad game. Just not for it, me. It's a really like it's a really like slightly above average game that i think is getting blown like, away out of proportion for what it is yeah i mean it's like a nine. i i wouldn't i didn't like skyrim as much as i liked oblivion but nope. it, it it was uh after like the honeymoon phase it kind of had the same thing where it was like a letdown like getting to the end of the thieves guild and then grinding these like procedurally generated identical quests mm-hmm. over and over that were like shitty and, and i feel like there's a lot of that in fallout where it's just like this stuff that's like blander than the last version not bad but like i would prefer new vegas Mm. there there is but i think if i had to be objective and compare just the um the vanilla experiences unmodded of fallout 4 and skyrim i think i actually enjoyed fallout 4 more than skyrim i might be inclined to agree with you because skyrim's skyrim had no hook Fallout 4 has a main quest that begins bad, but it really hooked me in the midpoint. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I agree with that. And, uh, and that's, Skyrim's main quest was boring. As, as similar as it. these games are, Skyrim just never really got me hooked on, on a story level. And then on a mechanical level, I got hooked by Fallout 4's economy and town building, which which is still like the most stupidly executed part of the game. But for whatever yeah. reason that is that makes fun happen, I was having fun with it. And uh, I... Uh, I actually, I think I'm one of the outliers who, uh, I started off like everyone else in the town building where I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is cool. Like what a, this is going to take my life away. And then like maybe three hours of town building in, like I cleaned up the town, made some beds, built a radio (laughs) beacon. And then I was like, yeah, I don't really fucking care about this. But, but Jimmy, don't you want 90,000 bottle caps? Not really, because... Oh, you're so lame. <laughs> well, I mean, specifically for my character, the only things that I would be want that I would want to buy is armor or a fist weapon. One Punch and Man. Fist weapons don't fucking exist because this game is is stupid. <laughs> they include all this shit to give your guy like like my guy's fucking overpowered. I had to turn the the combat difficulty up because it was so easy. Because my guy was just fucking you destroying really were everything. Punch man. Yeah. I really was. You were frustrated there was nothing how easy that, it was. There was nothing that didn't bored. fall in a single punch. <laughs> and it's true. I turned up the difficulty and even fucking like bosses were still like pretty mm. mediocre. But they were like finally like, okay, decent challenge. But then like I found three fist weapons my entire playthrough. And like not counting like finding several pairs of knuckles. Like, I found one boxing glove and one power fist. And it was a power fist that always drops from the same monster that you go by in the story quest. And I haven't found anything else. What, what, are, it's like, what are the mod options like for the fist weapons? Um, well, pretty limited. It's literally like you go down the tree until you get the more the most damaging thing. The, the more good like, gooder one. Like, literally, 
they they have subtleties on them that don't fucking matter. The knuckles is like, oh, you get spike knuckles and that does more damage. Um, you get like what is it like crusher knuckles or something, and it does slightly less damage, but it has a chance to break armor. But it's like if you're fighting people with your fists. Like, you're not going to hit them enough times for that break armor to even fucking matter. If you're going to be doing, like, one or two, three, four punches, and still, that break armor is not going to matter. It's going to give you, like, a, an extra, like, two damage per hit. And then you get to the bottom one, and it's, like, bleed effect and most damage. There's, like, object. it's objectively the best one. There's no reason to get anything else. Same thing with the power fist. You get to the bottom one, does the same amount of damage, but it splits, like, 30% of it as energy damage. And it's like, yeah, there's no reason not to get that. Like... There's no subtlety with the fist weapons, which I guess is the point, but um, I think the only thing that has really made me feel super good about going fist weapons is, did I tell you guys about the time where I suplexed the guy? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So there's a special animation for unarmed, and I've only triggered it once in 30 hours, oh, but great. No. That, that was a worthwhile 30 hours because I kid you not was fighting some dudes. I vats this guy. I was behind him. I think that's what you need to do. Vats from behind with unarmed. And Why it would, went to the animation okay. and it stuttered for a second. And I was like, what's this? And my guy grabs him around the waist and I was like, yo. Yeah, and then my guy fucking backbends and smashes the dude's neck into the floor. And I was like, yo. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And like, see, it's like I had fun. But I don't feel like I want to play more Fallout 4 to the extent that I was playing it. Mm -hmm. Like, my next file is going to be, like, science and energy weapons and shit. And I'm going to make uh, Gordon Freeman and, like, try some different perks. But I don't know if I want to continue the file that I'm on. Because I just don't feel like any of the story options are how I want to proceed. Like, me as a person. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, which good guy do I select? And I don't really care for that. I want to do something. I don't know. I usually go something weird. I usually like. You don't want to be sarcastic. Yeah. You mean like. <laughs> I, I Yeah. Even the sarcastic. It's just like Han Solo. Like you're never actually bad. Mm. You're just like kind of a dick, but you still help everyone anyway. It, like, it kills me that all they say for that button is sarcastic. I kind of like that just because it's it's a surprise when you get to hear the thing because sometimes it's be actually funny by the thing i mean all your options mean the same shit anyway so yeah, what matters right matter at all. sometimes one of the options is goodbye but only when you're talking to vendors yeah. it also like kills me that the vendors have maybe an unsure yeah. options why does why does it exist you do that and then they're like well uh, whatever come back when you have money your guy says okay. i'll think about it later it's just goodbye. It's it's That's all it is. A different yeah, a different version of goodbye. You have three goodbye buttons in one bye button. <laughs> Sorry for ranting about Fallout Four again. I know it's fucking ages old. It's, it's just, okay. It, it made me mad that it got boring. Well, we, we just had. I, a, I'll try different stuff, and maybe being a guns guy will make it more yeah. fun. We we just had a spoiler talk, so we're we're pretty fresh on it. <laughs> yeah. Are you totally sure that you don't want to talk about how you bought like twenty pirate games on sale? I will touch briefly yeah. on the fact that I bought about twenty pirate games that on sale. Because that sounds weird. That well, should we worry um, about you? I, I mean, I don't. Okay. It. It's already a topic, so I will say um, I'm planning a video series that has to do with pirate games. Yeah. Oh, really? Therefore, 
Therefore, that when makes Steam okay. sale went up and all these pirate games went on sale, I was like, wow, I didn't know there was this many fucking pirate games on Steam. A lot of the ones that I bought are very, very awful looking. And so I'm excited to take a look at these absolutely trash pirate games. Yeah, I was about to say there really aren't that many good ones like Assassin's Creed 4 really broke ground by being yeah. kind of like the first quality triple A pirate game ever, which is ridiculous. Like, yeah, what what I, else uh, is there? Sid Meier's Pirates, and that's really like the only good one I can really think of. Yeah, well, okay. Um, there's Risen, like, maybe? There's, um, I have like a little bit of like looseness on the pirate thing just because I do want to play some good games. <laughs> so like uh, Assassin's Creed, like the ones that I assume are going to be good. Uh, Black Flag, um, what's it called? Pi- Sid Meier's Pirates. Uh, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, I'm assuming is pretty good. Uh, Secret of Monkey Island, I'm assuming that's pretty good as well. Yeah, those all technically count. Um, it, it just has to be like mainly pirate themed. Right, right. My, my, but then I have great shit like uh, <laughs> Nightmares from the Deep, The Cursed Heart, <laughs> and the two sequels to that, uh, The Sirens Call and Davy Jones. I have um, The Guild 2, Pirates of the European Seas. This one looks great right now. Caribbean Odyssey. This game looks like the most fucked up, who the fuck thought of this shit game ever. Caribbean Odyssey is the one that I'm I'm going to have some fun with. It's like a gravity platformer where you're a pirate. It's super weird. Um, oh, I'm ready. Uh, I'm Googling it. And what is this? Right. Uh, I, you, you'll see you'll see some videos on these games in 2016 because I got a lot of work until then. But uh Trying to make it a good and interesting series. So hopefully it works out. Wow. Videos by I... Jimmy. Finally. Yeah, sorry. No, I'm going to oh, make no, videos this year. Spider. Every month. Look out for Jimmy. No videos. I know that struggle. I know the hey, struggle. I made, I made a few. <laughs> you were too busy getting paid super well to make Defend It. There you go. Mm-hmm. That'll teach him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, uh, let's just move on. <laughs> um, do we have anything else that we did this week before we get into news? Because we also have two weeks of news. Some, some, some of the stories are more interesting than others, I guess. But, but um, most of them are interesting. I swear, I promise. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't really do anything else. Yeah. Uh, Undertale is the, is the probably the biggest thing I did this and, week, and it breaks so. my heart that we can't talk about it. When can, can we talk about Undertale after everyone's played uh, it? Uh, that's, no, that's I'm not going to. You, you want to ruin the experience yeah, for everybody? Yeah, we could have a special spoiler cast. If we, okay, if we do a specific podcast that's just like, if you want to listen to this podcast, it's only going to be about Undertale and spoilers, maybe. But I would, I will have had to play it, let me try that again, I will have had to play through <laughs> the game several times before that happens, and I don't know if that's going to happen soon. We will find out in the future. After the break. <laughs> Hello. Hello. And uh, what was, uh, <laughs> I <messed> wow. you up. <laughs> yeah, Matt's on, Matt's on that feature what? shit. No, I was just like, you know when you, when you stumble into a room and trip over yourself and catch yourself and pretend that you're cool? That's how cool I was just now. And welcome to Back to the Podcast. Hello. <laughs> there, I caught it. Good, good. You, you, you saved it with a super cool looking slide, an action roll. Yeah into whatever pose you meant to strike beforehand. GOVG <laughs> listeners, I expect an animation of that uh, stat. He, he also pulls out beer when he flops back up. 
It's like, and, and everyone just laughs and is like, "Okay, you Jimmy. bought beer." Someone high fives him. So, um, it's pretty good. We got we got two weeks of stories to talk about. The uh, first one on the list is something from from long, long ago. Um, it is a story that had me mildly excited and mildly apprehensive, and I got in a lot of trouble on the Friends cast for my opinion on this one. Are you All guys right. ready for some shocking? A hard-hitting punditry truth. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, there are going to be PS2 games coming to the PS4, which is like, cool. yay, they're emulating it, running it about four times the native resolution, twice the frame rate, according to a digital foundry test. Right. And um, currently, though, they only apply to some Star Wars games that were bundled with Battlefront, uh, which which is, of course, very limited. But, you know, of course, mm-hmm. the implication is that they'll roll out support in greater numbers in the future. The question being how and also how many and also the great million dollar question being, can we just put PS2 discs in the machine? Because I'm sure you guys, if not everyone listening, has a bunch of PS2 discs lying around. Yeah collecting dust because that console was huge it was the most popular video game console in history and actually being able to even if it is two generations behind being able to support ps2 games on ps4 would have me genuinely excited i I could have a metal gear solid 3 machine again Hmm. and uh uh, oh yes 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 i mean my i didn't own a ps2 my brother did and he sold all his stuff and i don't own a ps4 so this is not relevant to me. Oh. I sound like a Twitter. Sound like a Twitter replier. <laughs> oh. Whatever you're saying, it's not relevant to me. So why'd you say it? I don't care. Some of us can't purchase PS4s, George. Why are you even talking about this? Because <laughs> the PS2 was literally the number one most I'm, popular I'm, I'm game co- ever. Okay, so what was your what was your opinions that were so my, my opinion that was shocking was that I felt like I would really want to and maybe kind of sort of feel deserving of that disc option being there because that is what the competition is ordering or offering. Mm-hmm. Uh not to a super great extent, but the Xbox One is um pushing out software emulation of Xbox three sixty games where you can put in the disc, download a patch and go. Xbox mm. three sixty, you put in a disc, downloaded patch and go, and there was a lot more support for it than you get in this gen. And mm. um the early models of the PS3 had native hardware backwards compatibility with PS2, which was a great feature that they rolled back on because they'll just make more money that way like it's it's stuff that they are capable of like i could put a ps2 disc in my computer and play it (laughs) probably about as good as whatever solution they'll end up rolling out because i won't have to pay ten dollars for it on the uh on on whatever digital store they are probably going to end up putting these games on like really Mm. putting the disc in there is a best case solution but if they're also using emulation rather than ports then it's also a viable possibility as well because the same data stored on the same disc is what they're going to be emulating software side when you download yeah we we, you can go uh, back to we it's like no big deal really and yeah backwards compatibility thing always bummed me out because like I feel like if you want to milk money from your fan base, allow them to return your old console for a little bit of credit at GameStop so that they can buy your new console. Because a lot of them are just not going to buy your new console because they're like, well, I paid $300 for this one. I don't want to get another one already. Like, 
It's, it's a real selling backwards point. compatibility so they can continue playing the games that you marketed so hard at them that they probably love. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm a little jelly of the X-Bone because if I had an X-Bone, I could I'd have an MGS3 machine again once they roll out the patch for one of the most popular games on the Xbox 360, which was the MGS HD collection. Yummy. I mean, I I would assume that support for that one would roll out eventually. Meanwhile, I could put the PS2 disc in my computer and emulate it kind of shittily, but I could still get it done. It it just mm. seems like it's it's a service that should be expected. I, see, I, I thought when I was buying the Metal Gear Solid Legacy collection, I was like, oh, man, it's going to be for the PS4. And then no, it was just for the PS3. No, I would, PS3. I would have loved yeah. to have <laughs> like the backwards compatibility just to play on my PS4 because my PS4 is already hooked up. I have to go in back and blow off dust off my PS3 uh, that I haven't touched since I played Uncharted 3. And I have to hook that up and, and stuff. At least it has HDMI out and not like component cables. So I'll be able to record. But still, I, just, I would have rather played it on my PS4. That's it's just more convenient. Too, is like, I, I feel like all these companies are like, DRM, we don't want piracy, blur. But like, if you don't want people to pirate games from the previous generation, let them play them on the current generation yes. of consoles. So then people could just acquire the disc and use that. Use that disc to play yeah, the video. Service game. problem. Yeah. You want them to. Service problem. Yeah, but, but Liam told me that takes more, it, it would take too much work. That they'd have to charge for it, and it You're got really mad. charging fucking four hundred bucks for the stupid brick. <laughs> it doesn't fit. And I really, I really do feel like backwards compatibility is a feature that customers should be more demanding of for console yep. gaming. Like that's something that could really give them a leg up above alternatives like PC gaming. And like I was saying, Sony's competitors are working out competitive solutions to this problem. I want to pay into it. I don't want to pay too much for it. That is how capitalism should work. Mm. Yeah. Anyways. So, yeah, this is something I would be happy about until until my mood was soured by finding out how wrong I was to want to be happy about the best case scenario situation I was drumming yeah. up. Yeah, it's a minor victory. Yeah, with, uh, I mean, the it's like a it's like a hooray. They did the thing that they should have done already. The, the, the games being on a digital download market is better than them not being there at all. But <laughs> it still Nintendo feels victory. like kind of a slap in the face because I know I'm going to have a lot of those games on my shelf right now yeah. on, on my dusty old PS2 hooked up to a shitty CRT TV. Granted, I could go over and play them right now. That is technically an option, but it's 2015 and that doesn't really feel like an option. Mm hmm. Mm. Yeah, you you missed my joke, but I said it's a it's a Nintendo victory because they're doing a thing where you're like, yeah, it has decent online 10 years after everyone else does. Also, <laughs> this is something that even bugs me with the Wii U because it has backwards compatibility for Wii games and also GameCube, too, except they don't officially support that feature because I guess they don't want to either sell more consoles based on how much more appealing that wait, would make wait, the Wii. Wait, wait, wait. It has backwards compatibility for GameCube? Believe it or not, I don't know how the physicality of the disk drive would work because GameCube discs were little tiny babby disks, remember? Yeah, they were weird. But you could still stick them in Wii's and play just fine. Yes. The Wii was almost identical GameCube hardware. And so when um they they worked out their backwards compatibility solution for the Wii U, I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of similar hardware is involved. They already have a Wii U emulator going out right now because it was so easy to... um. 
um, make it after the Wii emulator mm -hmm. being so complete already. But you can flash a Wii U with with some firmware out there on the internet to load up disc images of GameCube oh, games and play them okay, fine. I see. I wow. See. So so I mean, on a more realistic level, if not put the disc in, they could still basically put the disc images of GameCube games on the eShop and it whatever code these these hackers are running is basically all they'd have to copy paste in their back end and have mm. a similar solution going up and you know they're a real company i would assume they'd they'd be better at it and also mm. push it out actually for once instead of just just leaving all this money on the table to burn i, I can't imagine the NX, you know, the Nintendo's next console being having uh, backwards compatibility for GameCube, Wii, and Wii U, and have the graphics to boot. Can you can you imagine? I I don't think it, it is. I but think can they, you imagine if that well, were to be like their like ha ha you know moment? You know, like that, that that's competition. For those of you who bought all three consoles, <laughs> fuck you, because here's all four consoles in that's, one. That's a little bit like what the Wii U felt like as it was leading up to launch. Because that was before the PS4 <laughs> and X-Bone were revealed. The, yeah. it, it seemed that they had finally released something that was meeting up with the concurrent generational standards. Oh, wait, one year later, the next generation after that begins. And yeah, and yeah, yeah. They, Anyways, they, they, we should, we should, we, we should, we should. Um, <laughs> Speaking of the next generation, uh, there's some portal stuff coming in Rocket League in a DLC what does that have to do with <laughs> well, I Because oh, okay. it's the future. Yeah, so I was... I mean, it's, it's something. I was really excited. I, I was hoping that Valve was going to make a game again. I, I got some press releases saying official Portal Rocket League crossover coming in December, and I was like, cool. But as it turns out, it's like cosmetic items that you just kind of stamp on your car. You got a cake topper, propulsion Wait, gel, rocket trail... Valve not releasing games and instead putting out cosmetic items for all games that are already out? Yeah, I was genuinely shocked them. and surprised. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I mean, I play Rocket League uh, still every now and then with my friends. Um, usually, well, okay, all, all this upgrade stuff is usually for DLC, but most of the friends that I have that play Rocket League are like, yeah, I don't even use some of this stuff. I just buy the DLC because I want to support this really fucking good game. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a cool thing. Probably not taking away from the development of Half-Life 3, I'm assuming, but... Uh, development in quotes. You, you know what I'm talking about. I'm saying I'm sure none of Valve's manpower is, is leaking over into the Rocket League team for these assets. Just some cosmetic stuff. I The only thing I'm sad about this is that I don't see any indication of, like, a portal map or, like, some sort of, like, portal yeah. mode. Yeah, which, which is at cool. least, like, what I was i don't know picturing and that sounds like a good idea though like like shooting yeah. the ball through portals as a stupid gimmick mode it would be a pretty new way to play a fun quirky way to play rocket league i guess yeah yeah they do have the companion cube as a modifier for the ball so you can oh, do oh no way yeah so that seems pretty fun so the model anyway, will still be round no they they actually have modifiers in it right now for the free update they did there's uh you can do um a square i think you could do a triangle or like a pyramid and it maybe will... hang on I, I know you could do a you could do a square and a ball right now and the the hitboxes are square Whoa. Huh. 
It's very hard to play with the box. Super fucking hard. It's so hard to predict. So that where the means you can go. slide it on the floor. Yes, you can also turn gravity to like like above where you, which allows you to jump. So you only stay on the floor. It's very funny. Um, but anyway, yeah, Rocket League stuff. It's a good game. Huh. Uh, you guys remember? Speaking of the glory days of the PS2 and how crazy successful it was, remember Katamari Damachi, right? Yes, right? of course. As, as like the poster child of how what would be an indie game nowadays was basically a regular double a mild release for big publishers back then <laughs> anyways um there is a new trademark for a new katamari game called tap my katamari oh, yeah which mm. uh you can imagine what that means well <laughs> i mean it's already a double on tantra but tap i'm mm-hmm. assuming touch screens are involved i'm assuming they're gonna Something start like pushing that, yeah. katamari on cell phones which uh, could be horrible but in terms of brands they could res- resurrect for cell phone games it's not the worst I, I could easily imagine just rolling a ball around a map from an overhead perspective with my finger i mean in my personal opinion anything would be better than that god-awful what was it though the one on 360 where like to run you had to like mash your control sticks alternating mash up and down super fast oh. uh, like if you just tap to get yourself running that'd be great also What's uh what's the word on this possibly maybe being something on the Wii U cuz that would be fucking tight. It it would uh, Wii U games in general would be fucking tight. Um there's really <laughs> nothing on it though. It's a generic video game license that uh that they filed a trademark for. It, literally all it is is a name right now and then legalese about what a video game is. <sighs> I would buy that cuz right, I, well. I really want to play a Kamari game. Katamari game. Well, yeah. what if it turns out to be th- where literally all you can do is tap my Katamari? What if it's basically like a hero's clicker where, where you tap to stick more oh, junk on your Katamari no. as time goes on? Pay a little bit of money no. and more junk flies Shut on your Katamari. Up, no, okay. I thought you meant for the Wii U. No, no. Yeah, and, and um. there there's like good room for a good cell phone Katamari game if they mix up the uh, mechanics no. and controls a bit. But, yeah, I but, would play. I would play cell phone Katamari. That is actually Katamari, not a clicker game. Dragging a ball around with your finger, fine. Literally just tapping the screen over and over again. No, I'm no. Speaking of which, I don't know if this is by the Katamari people, but it's pretty much exactly a Katamari game. Have you guys ever played the Wonderful End of the World? The Wonderful End of the World. I were that name brings back wait. memories of like 2007. Wait, wait, the Wonderful uh, you added on, or that's. No, no, the wonderful end of the world. The wonderful end. Oh God, it's at the tip of my. I, I, I know that name. I know it's towards some cute, quirky, colorful game. I just it's, cannot it's complete the picture right now. It's literally a katamari where instead of a katamari, you're like a, a human shape ah, thing. Yes, yes, two thousand eight. It's it's a pretty old game, but I I, see, I, I see. quite like that game. It's essentially just katamari, but there's um, not enough katamari good. clones. Bring no. us more Katamari clones. Yeah. I'd take a fucking sleek-looking indie Katamari clone. The wonderful end of the world involves a marionette that grabs as many objects as he can before the end of the world. It is often being compared with Katamari Damachi due to their similar gameplay. Yeah, see, there you go. Hmm. Yeah. Tap my end of my world. <laughs> um, Wonderful tap. So, <laughs> so this is the stupidest segue ever. Speaking of games made by Namco... 
Good one. Uh, <laughs> yes, their their trademark on loading screen minigames has expired. This is a yeah, fuck them. Pretty pretty simple story. <laughs> Bullshit. Extremely dubious trademark on a gameplay mechanic made yeah. after that gameplay mechanic was has already been done before in outlier <laughs> cases and has been done again by other companies since they've just never had the balls to actually go to court over their bullshit trademark. But yeah. uh, presumably more companies will now feel safe enough to put loading screen minigames in games. What kind of loading screen minigames do we want to see, guys? I mean, I think I... Did I say it on here? Maybe I said it somewhere else. Maybe. Those fucking Fallout Pip-Boy games need mm, to be in loading yeah, screens. Yeah. I, oh, everyone. Mm, classic that's, example. That's like... I don't want to play them when I'm in the game. No, I want to play them when I'm waiting. You want to play Fallout 4 loading. when you're in the game, not Wait, what about <laughs> Danky Kang. Um, what's damn? What's the ink game? What's the we, you spray Splatoon. Splatoon? Don't you do a oh, mini game? Yeah, yeah, you that's, do. That's uh, that's matchmaking, uh, not loading. Oh, oh, really? Really? Is that how they got around it? Because I'm assuming it's not a loading screen. You're just you're waiting for other people to join up into your lobby. Like throughout so. history, there are examples. The eShop. It's not a game, but it does have a loading screen mini game. But uh, yeah, it, the reason why you don't see them more often is due to legal fears surrounding this trademark. They also have Sega had a trademark on the arrow that floats in your HUD above Crazy Taxi. Yeah, I oh. I read through I read through some people linked me. There's like two different lists of like the most ridiculous uh like cop game copyrights like of like functions. And there is some really shitty ones, dude. There's some the ones that are like so you put text in a box and you're saying that that's original that's like your design like there's a, i can't recall any of them right now but i was angry at pretty much every single one of them it's like it's it's like trademarking a car chase scene in an action yeah. movie if, <laughs> if cars Bay, chase each other to cinematic camera angles to cause excitement tm <laughs> can't explode unless you're michael bay oh gosh yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, Matt. What what what's your quickly sloppily thought together example of of an on the spot pressurized loading screen minigame you want to see? Uh, man. Uh, I, every time I think about a mini loading screen, I, I think about the Dragon Balls being smashed together. That's like a very basic mm. thing. But I I always liked platformer mini games. You know, like a quick little platformer thing, you know, like kind of like it doesn't have to be like poppy jump or anything like that. But just like mm -hmm. I, I just like the basic, you know, you know exactly what to do mini game, you know. Um, but yeah, I would like I would like to see like, it, it, don't you know when there's these little things in games that you don't really get to see? But you, you, you could put it inside of a mini game. I don't know what a good example would be. Yeah. But um. You know, like a little scene, maybe give a little story. It'll be interesting to see what people come up with. So you're always yeah, doing at least something. Now, yeah, that's the thing. At least now, finally, since the mid '90s when the trademark was filed, developers can at least try to be creative about that. Yeah, like yeah, like a, a lore quiz yeah. in an RPG. Let's just see how that would work. Maybe it would succeed. Maybe it wouldn't. You you know what you know what would be cool is uh, in in an RPG, especially with this would be fun is like do something to where you can get super minor benefits mm -hmm. during the loading screen like do like uh if you fast travel or something with like a party and it has to load have it like like 
your main character and your other characters are like playing cards in the back of the wagon or something and yeah. if you like win cards against your party like you get a bit of gold that, or something you know or like some some sort of stat boost or like yeah. increased friendship with party Super members temporary like, time buff yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like a like little thing. Like when you fast thing. travel, right? Like the loading screen is you traveling. Like stuff like that would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, and you also kind of, or Oregon Trail esque yeah, yeah, where you yeah. kind of float across the river, but you got to right, do something. Right. The 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 method du jour is loading screen tips, and I get super tired of loading screen tips super fast. Well, because they can never write enough of them to where you don't see the same yeah, one twice after one day endeavor. of play. Why do they try? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just don't like loading. Really, I, I want to sit back and relax during loading times. Like, there's a couple in Fallout that were like, like I said, the one that was about the town being destroyed by a sea monster. That's, like, interesting. But, like, stuff like... The death claw is big and scary. Mm-hmm. Like you already showed that to me in like the first quest of the game. Remember when I don't when need to know Duke that. Nukem Forever came out and it had a loading screen tip that said press the jump button to jump, and people couldn't tell that it was a joke because that's how bad it gets sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> they just have to write something, anything. Why why not write behind the scenes facts about how the game engine works? I would rather read that than the Death Claws big and scary. <laughs> yeah. Instead, like Fallout 4 has 50,000 individually placed baseballs. Yeah, that's like uh, at uh, at Six Flags Magic Mountain, the uh, theme park that's like about an hour away from where I, where I live. Mm-hmm. Uh, under the big coaster, their like flagship coaster, Goliath, in the waiting line, they have signs that say like, um, Goliath was built with like, X amount of ridiculous feet of steel, and so you're like, you're oh like, wow, that's really interesting. Cool. Like you, you yeah, learn it's, it's while nothing... you have fun. <laughs> yeah, teach me about um, chemistry. Let's say, how about if your si- oh. if your intelligence perk, your intelligence stat is high enough in Fallout, you get more actual sciencey tips in yeah. the. Yeah, I was screen. about to say having actual facts about like real life nuclear science would be a bottomless source of quirky they could throw in dark humor in the loading screens yeah it would seem kind of out of place but after reading the death claw is big and scary so many times anything's better (laughs) um an re2 remake is for reals happening it was earlier reported that capcom was doing a remastering and that uh, they have since confirmed that was an issue with translation. It is a legitimate <laughs> remake, presumably in the style of, of what the, the, the translation oh. thing. I just, oh, yeah, okay. I thought you were gonna laugh because I think I'm the only person here who cares about Resident Evil. <laughs> you are. Yeah, I know. I need to. I, I'm gonna play it. Sorry. I'm gonna play it because I've never played part two. You you should definitely start with um with remake or remake remake remake. Re- I I'm Break so confused. Your GameCube now. We've talked about Resident no, Evil no, remake, just, remake, we could remake, just call it remake, remake, remake. My the closest I've come <laughs> to the Resident Evil series was watching the third movie. Oh gosh, that is a bad okay. entry. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so instead of literally playing the most polished, emblematic example of survival horror as a genre, you watch yeah. the third movie. Yep. Ooh, okay. Introduction. Okay. Yeah. It's got that that hot. Chick, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mila Jovovich. Yeah, yeah, got her. She's cute. 
Jordan underneath did a video on that first movie. It's really good. You should go watch that. <laughs> Time interviewed Nintendo's new president, Tatsumi <laughs> Kimishima. Ooh. Yes. God, people always get angry at me when I have to pronounce Japanese stuff. You actually did that one really well, though. I had to think about it and stop and collect myself and gird my loins. Because if I had gone any faster, Gordon. I would have accidentally said Mr. Butthole Pants or something. Yep. Um, so I, I actually skimmed through this just before we started, and a lot of what he's saying is kind of markety, fluffy filler, but there is some... Uh, interesting speculation, not hard facts, though, but some interesting speculation, a little bit of light shed on their mobile strategy. And a lot of what he talks about is uh, pushing rewards points programs onto people's mobile accounts with, with uh, the Nintendo account that they're rolling out in Japan. Mm -hmm. um, he uh, he says, da, 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 da. Uh, for my Nintendo, you'll get points in traditional ways, like through the purchase of software, but we're also looking at non-traditional ways of getting points just by accessing our content wherever you may find it. And you'll be able or loading screen minigames! Yeah. Full circle. I, I, dude, of all the companies who are going to try to start experimenting with loading screen minigames, Nintendo might actually do it best! I mean, they have one in Smash already, but that's because Bando Namkai, Nando Bamkai, whatever they're called, did, the, did Smash as well, so... What's the loading screen minigame in Smash? Uh, you get to practice against Sandbag. Oh, right. But now I don't know what's a loading screen minigame and what's a matchmaking yeah. minigame anymore. Yeah. Oh, it's well, complicated. That one's, that, one's, that one's loading screen for sure because you have to matchmake with someone and get into the game before you can start Either way, that. it's good. I was playing both Street Fighter with a bunch of friends the other night and on an online lobby with Street Fighter, you have to wait for one-on-one -on -one matches to end. You just sit there and look at the list of players with the bottom people going up gradually as the matches keep there should be a training mode in really between boring. That. yeah exactly i want to be training while waiting for my match that, that's um, literally like best i would actually prefer that like okay i, I want to train this move real quick in between matches and you use it in the match that would actually yeah. be brilliant you don't even that's not even a loading screen yeah. minigame that should just be the game oh my gosh yeah. they need to do it's that it's a fucking no-brainer i won't buy it uh, until they do that <laughs> but anyways, um, um, back on topic, he, he wants people to get reward points by accessing their content wherever they might find it, and you'll be able to use these points in some way or other to get benefits at places like theme parks, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or perhaps when purchasing merchandise. So, well, so actually, that makes sense, because they were planning on doing some exactly, uh, Nintendo stuff. Which at, is something at, that sounds super cute and cool and amazing. Ugh. <laughs> exactly i'm really really happy I, about the possibility of nintendo land being in real life someday in the future oh, to grow up in these days oh, i'm i'm super jelly of whatever kids get to get to have that much fun but yeah uh it sounds like nintendo's mobile strategy is pushing rewards points programs alongside merchandising with this guy still tossing the word theme park or words theme park uh, throughout this interview quite, quite mm. deliberately. Um, and and I don't, it sounds I mean, legit, I guess. I I don't, it's hard to tell. Studios 30 minutes from my house. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the one that they were planning on uh, doing Nintendo stuff at. Um, unless they just fucking do Nintendo Land. Like IRL by itself in the would, desert would be in Vegas as fuck. I mean, I'm close to that, too. So fine by me. 
All I want for them to fucking do is put a Pokemon Center store in Los Angeles. I've been saying this. I've been saying this. I've been saying this. They have two in Seattle. Two. How the hell do and those they are the have only ones in the U.S.? Okay, that's really weird. And I think one of them in Seattle, de- like downgraded to just being like a a like one of those big vending machines. Fucking like, like the best buy expresses you see at the airports. Yeah, yes, but with Pokemon merch in it. That's just give me, just give okay. it. This, this is super weird way to be looking at it because when people are thinking about Nintendo's mobile strategy, they're thinking about games on on yeah. mobile. But it seems more like they're they're wanting to push social apps on mobiles instead of games. Mm. I, I I guess Game. they'd still be doing the the degra- Is that what the company's called? There's there's some sleazy free to play game company that they're marketing with and are pushing out some book. What's it called again? Diva. Diva or Diva. 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 Like like a pop singer. I think so. Interesting. Oh no no no. Dina. Dina. That's the one. Because it's I'm thinking the fucking new Overwatch character. Yeah. Diva. But but their in house stuff is just clicking on me's and getting I deals. I think one place they can definitely start is give us a couple of Facebook sticker packs. Because <laughs> oh, I use that shit what a, what a, all the what time. A, do you? Yeah, Facebook huh. stickers are fucking hilarious. Okay. Have you ever, you never used them? No. I've, you just, I never like, even get on Facebook. I just sit you, in my underwear and play chats, video games. You do Facebook chats with people. I have a couple group chats to keep in, in touch with my groups on there. Uh, there's just like a little little smiley face at the bottom. You click it and you can go into their sticker store where everything's free. So I don't know why it's a store, but you just download these packs of like some internet like meme esque character. You're you're, just, you're buying them with Facebook privacy points. Yeah, but they they it's just like the character in a bunch of like different like hilarious situations or facial expressions, and some of them are actually really fucking funny. Like there's this one that I've been using a lot. And it's it's a businessman, but his head is a, is a full entire fish, <laughs> like the like fins and tail and top of it. it that's so, his so whole he's head one is of the fish. great old ones. Yes, coming back from the city of <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, sticker packs, Nintendo stuff, please. Yes, thank you. yes. He uh, also says that they're not done with the Wii U. They promise. Good, because I'm not planning on buying the NX, yeah, so he, he all good. said some pretty words about how he wants customers to be satisfied. Thank you. I mean, it's going to take more than pretty words in a time interview, but okay. Uh, <laughs> speaking Last of, um, yes, yes, this we're speaking doing the words. traditional Nintendo heel face turn reversal again, where yeah. one story earlier, they're the plucky underdog trying to pick things back up again. And this story, Nintendo are the um, evil corporate overlords who scared the Project M team into ceasing development Whoa. and scraping their websites from download links. What? I mean, you say that as if Nintendo like knocked on their door and was like, it's a nice uh, mod you got here. Shame if something happened to it, but it's literally the story is the Project M people being like, yeah, I think it's time. They, I, Oh, no, okay. They, the, so it's the, a choice then. The implication is that they they knew someone inside Nintendo who who was telling them that the company was fed up and weren't going to go the cease and desist route. We're just going to straight up sue them. And oh. uh, they, they had a lawyer who they were talking to who was giving them very scary numbers about how they could be charged fifteen thousand dollars per every line in every change log 
released Jeez. in every version of Project M. And the team was just like, no, we're teenagers and college students. We don't want to deal with this. But but again, like that's all the implications. A lot of this is coming out in, in community forums. The The website, the official website right now literally says almost nothing. It basically says it's time to stop. And that's all. But um, community members have since come out to clarify things that this did involve them being scared of a lawsuit, which did not happen. A cease and desist did not happen as well. But yeah. due to legal scares, they they pulled the plug at some point. And one of the developers anonymously leaked a new version that they were developing up to that point when they scrapped it. And a new, more anonymous development team is now building on top of that one called Project yeah. M Evolution to keep the dream alive. I mean... Personally, I think after six years of of supporting one game, I think like that's enough time to like be able to call it quits and move on for any game. Well, with a fan project like that, don't they rotate people in and out or just have some guy who cares about it a whole lot doing it as his hobby on his free time? Not really. As far as I heard, it's just the Project M team has been working on it the whole time. I don't know. I mean, I don't keep up with Project M very much, but as far as this goes... I think I'm glad that they pulled out before something bad happened. I don't know what Nintendo would have done. I mean, we all know Nintendo Japan's not super great with legal stuff. They're not very mm. Uh, mm. forgiving. They're not very understanding. Mm. Um, so I like. I would like to see these guys make their own something, whether it be fighting game or whatever the fuck, you know? And I would like that to not be... Yeah. Uh, you know, taken away by the fact that they get sued. I mean, so the silver side. I'm, I'm happy about of this. the coin of these fan games always disappearing. Is it? It's is the internet. There's always a backup copy on like seven different websites elsewhere. Oh, I mean, like they have the, the like Project M has been at tournaments. People have this shit everywhere. It's, I'm sure it's going to appear to appear. It is now all. basically Project M Evolution, as far as the layman should be concerned. Mm. Um, and also the other side is that developers have more free time to make more original projects of their own that that is how terraria happened it started out as yep. a mario fan game that i loved but got taken down mm -hmm. but is still available on cnet yep so i don't know i i look forward to seeing what project m devs guys whatever if they decide to make a game from scratch i look forward to seeing what that's about all right. Yeah. I, what if there might be two good Smash clones in the world at that point? Two good PlayStation yeah. All Stars clones. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Everyone loves Rivals of Aether for capturing that classic PlayStation All Stars feel, <laughs> featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series. <laughs> DMC. Let's yeah. let's let's end on a reasonable chuckle like that. Huh. Huh, huh, huh. You know, I was playing Earthbound on my cell phone <laughs> over Thanksgiving, right? And uh -huh. I uh, found three like like <laughs> Mexican stereotype people in the desert wearing ponchos and sombreros. You walk uh -huh. up to one of them, and uh, he says, "I'm Big Brother Poncho." You talk to uh -huh. the next one, and he says, "I'm Little Brother Pincho." And then you talk mm -hmm. to the last one and he says, I'm Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's, it's like just a, such a wonderful little reasonable chuckle. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Ugh. For a second there when you started, I think me and Matt both thought that you were looping back <laughs> yeah, into the start yeah, of the podcast. That's exactly what. <laughs>
thought we were just gonna Groundhog Day this shit for the rest right, of eternity. Right, because you, you said it like no, you didn't say it that, before. That... <laughs> I just, I just wanted to end on a nice little comfortable, reasonable chuckle. Yeah, yeah. If you like to end your day on a comfortable, nice, reasonable chuckle, share us with mm-hmm. your friends. Don't share us with your mom. Rate us five mm-hmm. stars on iTunes. And uh, I think that's that's right. the pitch, right? right. Like, Thanks, Jimmy. Um, yeah. You can you can find me on youtubecom sundergame or Twitter at sundercr. Matt, where can uh, we find you? youtubecom visual um in nice. input the bush into uh country roll now and get uh two percent off <laughs> we're not sponsored <laughs> stop it but if crunchy roll wants to sponsor us yeah yep. all right i'd rather that do crunchy cool. roll than like mountain dew and doritos whoa whoa i mean i was actually thinking about this recently I would rather do. Well, I guess like Crunchyroll is also falls under this, but I like if I do sponsorship stuff on my channel, I just want to do something that's completely unrelated to games. Exactly. Because I feel like it's much easier to just be like, by the way, also I like to drink this beverage or whatever. <laughs> well, it's it's and ironic because Mountain Dew and Doritos are not directly related to games, but they have like become there. There is yeah, a they're, stigma they're medically related. <laughs> And that's that's weird. Man, the future's weird. Yeah. The future is beginning now, right after this podcast. See you later, guys. Goodbye. Bye. Wow. See ya. A little depressing. You You gotta put a little bit of life into that. I've never been good at ending things. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.